As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The Athletic. I'm sorry, you can sit there and look and play with all your silly machines as much as you like. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! And time, and time again. Crank up the music. Charge your glass. This nation is going to dance all night. Can the FA Cup have a last 16? What sort of goal qualifies us for an invitation to pick that one out? Has Alan Hutton stumbled across the long-term successor to the corridor of uncertainty? Plus, random players' names in popular song lyrics and a journey into awkward re-recorded goal commentary. Brought to your ears by The Athletic, this is Football Clichés. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 101 of the Football Clichés podcast. I'm Adam Hurry and with me first of all is Charlie Eccleshare. Hello. Hi Adam, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Um, it's, uh, it's not an enjoyable moment on this podcast to turn on one of our own in the adjudication panel, but I'm interested to see what you've got to say for yourself about this uh, in your excellent piece on Wednesday on the rise of Tottenham's Oliver Skip, I was stopped in my tracks by the following words. That summer 2020 move to Norwich came about partly because of an outstanding display Skip put in against Daniel Farker's side the previous March. Spurs ended up losing that FA Cup last 16 tie on penalties, but Skip impressed with his distribution and tenacity. Go on then. That last 16 has genuinely been added in <laughs> I, oh, what you might yeah. say. I, I can literally i can show you i can i'm opening up my emails because what i do when i file is i um i keep the copy just in case i need to check anything i, I could share screen it but i'm gonna get it up now just to check that i've not gone crazy because <laughs> that is not fa cup tie fa cup tie on penalties I okay swear oh, wow. on my uh yeah on, so we, we know, have someone who's important last 16 amongst us but we don't know who it is no yeah exactly that's you can you look on the back end and see who's made changes when? I think That's, I can we'll uh, haul him onto the podcast. Yeah. Oh, I'm and, so relieved. I was thinking, what have I done there? 
Uh, I mean, e- even Daniel Farker's side. You know, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. But I've got Norwich earlier in the sentence. So <laughs> yeah. I think that's acceptable. Come on, let's spare the blushes of our poor colleague here, mm. whoever this was. No, that was me, Daniel Farker's side. Well, yeah, glad to hear that you're not an FA Cup last 16er. I mean, I mean, we could go deeper here. How do you feel about um, sixth round quarterfinal? Because I'm more of a quarterfinal guy yeah, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm quarterfinal. I, I've, I've always found six, sixth round a bit weird because just because well just because you never get it in anything else so mm. i don't really i don't really understand it yeah exactly it requires you have to work out like surely at that point you just want to know you're at the quarterfinal stage yes okay well uh, semi apologies to you for uh, for even questioning questioning your uh, adherence to the magic <laughs> of the fa cup there um that voice you may have briefly heard of course was david walker how are you doing i'm very good i'm very good um, no judgment here on what I'm about to reveal to you, but it, it appears that Troy Deeney has used an emoji in his forthcoming autobiography. What's the on the Just, on just the chucks page. one in. Just chucks one in. It's literally there on the page in a book. Wow. I wonder how that's going to turn out in the audiobook version. <laughs> how do you do it? Please don't do what a journalist would do and sort of say, you know, grimace face emoji. Or, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's have to sort of let it just sort of sit there in the... Uh, in the air. The, maybe right, read the sentence in a certain grimacing mm. way. Yeah, maybe. Um, I'm not against it, Dave. I'm not against it. Having seen the screenshot of this of this grimacing emoji just sat in a print book, I have to say I don't not like it. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure we can have it really. Okay. He no, he's a man of conviction. So uh, if if he means it, then then that's fine. But uh, but I've never seen it before, and I just didn't know what to do. So I thought I'd run it past our resident Watford expert. And uh, see how it pans out. But today, it's all about the adjudication panel. Um, an action-packed, clip-heavy episode for everyone today. It's almost Harry Hill's TV burp territory. Slightly worrying, but um, it's all good stuff. Um, but I'd like to start, Charlie, with a message from Samuel Simmons. Guidance needed, he asks. What type of goal constitutes the commentary, pick that one out? I saw a clip on Twitter where a goal was scored and they said this, but it irked me as it didn't feel right. To me, it should be scored with power outside the box, but I need the panel's wisdom. But what goal does qualify for pick that one out? In fact, before you even say that, what does pick one that one out one even mean? What does pick it mean? that one out. I think that's, isn't that a message to the keeper? Say, have a bit of that. Pick that one out of your net. I really? just smashed on past you. That's I just my think it's something that somebody says, but they're not really sure. So the go- it's the goalkeeper's job to get it out of the net. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think initially, I mean, yeah, now it, it's become i don't think people are specifically thinking that but i think that's the initial in my head anyway because it's quite confrontational so it's it's kind of having a go yeah so i think it definitely needs to be struck with anger because pick that one out is quite aggressive Mm. you know it's basically have a bit bit of that that. yeah yeah Yeah. exactly so yeah goals i think either they have to be hit really hard so Mm. they're either a long distance um smasher or one that's pulled back could be as close as edge of the area and i think is like leathered into the top yeah corner. i think it's a force thing i oh, think okay. it's, it's a strength of the shot pick that one out so you couldn't you couldn't say curl a lovely shot into the top corner from no. 35 yards and have that picked no. out no i, don't think I so, feel like no. it's a borderline case but no, the curl I, think it, I think it's smashed with with power, with aggression, with I from 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 long range or close range. It's a top but corner think, situation, though, right? Are we are we all agreed on that? No, I don't. No, I don't think it has to be. I think I for me, it's a pure, it's a purely a power and force thing. Can't be on the ground because then it'd be like bend down and pick that one up. <laughs> the only way it could be on the ground I think, is if it's a real 
kind of daisy cutter that just stays oh, maybe. here. Now I mean, I'm a, to, right. to our conversation, to the most recent episode where we talked about left footers and right footers, I definitely think a left footer has an advantage and I picked that one out because I'm imagining it's pulled back mm. and a left footer arrives and just absolutely okay. levers it, sort okay. of George Alberts, who I've mentioned before. I think it's mm. Jorg, actually, anyway, isn't Jorg. it? Jorg, yes. Yeah. Uh, but in, important stuff to open with. I think this is very important and I think, we, I think we've got to the bottom of that. Um, well done, everyone. Um, Charlie, we talk about Richard Keyes and Andy Gray a lot on this podcast, not often um, particularly um, flatteringly. But um, here's a little clip from the weekend from Andy Gray. I would say rolling back the years because um, by which I mean he's taken a well-established autopilot footballing superlative and got just a little bit too much mileage out of it. What a goal from Mo Salah. <laughs> what a goal. It's up there. Put that, one in, put that one in the top drawer, Richard. Just leave it in that top drawer and see how many others join it during the season. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, the dedication to the phrase top draw there is absolutely sensational. That's really good imagery. I also like the, yeah, from whoever it is alongside them. I presume Nigel de Jong, because yes. it's normally him. Yeah. And Mo Salah as well is good. But mm. yeah, probably is the correct pronunciation to be, yeah. to be fair to Keezy but it, it does sound quite him at the same time yeah definitely it's good um, Dave that he went for top draw and not what some people often slip into which is top shelf which means something entirely different mm-hmm. very different um, yeah, scruffy I'd, goal well, scored at the back post yeah no I, I like the, I like the idea of Mo Salah's goal just just sitting there in the top draw just on its <laughs> own at the moment yeah. Waiting for others to join it yeah. yeah I should say as well on the weekend I was I was off so I wasn't at the uh, Villa Spurs, Spurs Villa game so I had to stream it and uh, I was delighted to say my stream was from being sports oh good and so I had kind of bonus keys and great and what you get as well where they had all the other goals going in and you just have keys and great sort of narrating them which was really it, it felt very very old school um because they were doing it in a way that you might on a kind of radio program or something no analysis just gray describing the goals as they went in but it was all—it was all very heartening. There, there were more legal ways of consuming Spurs versus Aston Villa at the weekend. Uh, this was from BBC Radio Five Live. Um, Alan Hutton was on co-commentary duty, and uh, he appears to have a huge issue, Dave, with the phrase "corridor of uncertainty." Here comes Emerson, and these crosses too far in front of Harry Kane, and it just won't fall into the lap of Harry Kane. All he wants is just a little tap in, get that first Premier League goal of the season, but it won't come for him. Yeah, it was a great idea there. They worked the ball really well, talking him out onto this right-hand side, Emerson Royal. It, it's actually a really dangerous ball, down Quality Street, as us full-backs. That's what we like to call it, but Harry Kane just can't go on there. I love it! I really love Quality Street. I'm all for it. Really good. And it's delivered excellently as well. With no, there was no hesitation there. It was as if he's been saying it all his life, and we should all completely, you know, be on board with it straight away. And and as such, I think we are. Yeah, completely. I mean, it's, I mean, it works perfectly as a as a kind of uh, metaphor, Charlie. But as a delivery from a Scottish co-commentator, Quality Street, really, really good. I really like it. Yeah, I really like. That. I like the idea. Is what he says, as, as us fullbacks will say suggesting that there is a fullbacks union there's or... a real weight to that as well yeah it's exactly. suggesting that it's it's quite a long long arcing road across from it's across from deep oh okay quality street yeah i mean it must be the same roughly the same area as the corridor of uncertainty i mean as we've established many times we stole that from cricket so maybe it's good dave that we have our own one this could be this could be the football you know football's you know one of our own <laughs> 
A long-running theme on this podcast, Charlie, is uh, football references in popular culture. Uh, I may be stretching popular culture here, but Jordan McCarthy has alerted us to some football-adjacent absurdity from 2001 family comedy, Cats and Dogs. From... Whoa! From... Mom! What? Dad! Check it out! I want free tickets to an exhibition game tonight! Oh! What? That is so great! Uruguay versus Chad! I don't remember you entering any contests, though. Can we go? Please, please, can we go? Now, Charlie, I can assure what? you this is not central to the plot of the film. Um, they, they just needed to be somewhere else, basically, is the point. Um, why the filmmakers chose Uruguay versus Chad as an exhibition game <laughs> in the USA, I have absolutely no idea. I mean, there must be some mischief going on here, but I can't work out what it is. I mean, yeah, that's extraordinary. Chad... Chad. Um, Never even thought of them as a footballing force at all. Ch- Chad, I was once told, I don't know if this is true, is the hottest country average temperature in the world. I believe um, it does hold the world record, yeah, 50 yeah. odd degrees. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. That would be questionable. Maybe someone involved in the film was, was from there or had a link to there, but yeah, not, not a footballing powerhouse. Dave, if they are going to insist on having Uruguay versus Chad, where really should it be held? It's Craven Cottage. Sorry, I, I was thinking it what might even be a Loftus Road. I was going to say Loftus Road is the only other place. <laughs> it's a little bit more Loftus Roady that could possibly rival it. Yeah, but... I mean, there's a huge Chad community in uh, in London, of course, Charlie. In, in West London, in, yeah. in West London, yeah. So they, uh, they'll be turning up in droves. But yeah, absolutely puzzling. If anyone has any idea, Chad, uh, they're currently 181st in the FIFA ranking. Who are they sandwiched between, Dave? They are sandwiched between. Interesting. They're sandwiched between Moldova, 180th, and Macau. Macau. 82nd. Ah. Yeah. Weird little country, Macau. Would, would love to do a podcast about that, but probably not for this one. But um, baffling from start to finish, that one. Doesn't get any less weird from here, Dave, because um, you're familiar, I assume, with the sensationally obsessive online football fan behaviour that is tracking the flights of incoming trans- uh, new signings, right? Yeah. You know, using flight radar, that sort of thing. Everton fans have taken this a whole step further now because, as Daniel Connor has told me, they've moved on from tracking potential transfer targets on flight radar to tracking the sand dredgers on an app called Marine Traffic who are arriving on Merseyside with sand to fill in the lay the foundations for their new stadium. (laughs) That is superb. They're literally on a map tracking the sand dredger as it arrives at Bramley Moor Dock. Is that the weirdest thing you've ever heard? In a, in a nice, quaint way. Yeah. No, it's so football fan, isn't it? It's brilliant. Where's it come from? Where does the sand come from? Where does, the, where does this expedition start, I wonder? Uh, well, the tracking starts somewhere in what I assume is the North Sea. Uh, apologies. Is it the Irish Sea? Who knows? Really sorry. Um, but it just starts in the middle of the sea. So I guess that's where they got the sand from. I can, I can tell you that the sand dredger itself is called Shalway or Shoalway. There'll now be a thing, won't there, between rival fans taunting the other about the quality of sand they've used. Yeah. Um, and, and, and then fans kicking off that we've got sort of second rate sand and it's typical of our owners to cut corners in that way. Absolutely. But honestly, this is an absolute first thing. Never heard anything like it. Absolutely sensational. Um, well done to all Evertonians involved. Sensational scenes also in my DMs recently. Dave, listener Henry Worth wrote in, said he and a friend have been quietly amassing a collection of songs in which footballers' names suddenly appear out of nowhere. Um, He offered a couple of examples, the best of which was this one. Um, You already know about this, so Charlie, this is a quiz for you. Which former Premier League midfielder's name appears in um, Stairway to Heaven? I shall stone the lights of 
Can I hear it again? Yeah, it sure. Was, how, oh, how can you not hear that? It's amazing. Here we go. Mirawal, I can't get it. Is that... This is so right, weird. Come on, it's, you... how, it's like it's like a magic eye. It is like a magic. It's like a. It's come like on, look. A... I'll try and sing it. Mirawal Fellaini. <laughs> yeah. The weirdest thing about this is that of all the people I've sent it to, fifty percent just don't get it. Like they're like, what? And maybe it's that fifty percent. Dave, that they can't, they know the words too well, so that they just they can't see the wood for the trees. I guess there must be <laughs> some so psychology weird. here. Yeah, I don't know. It jumped out at me as soon as you sent it around the other day. Did you not see it, Charlie? No, but there are lots of ones. I do. There are various ones. Well, now, now, now you know. Now you know the name. Let's hear no, it one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> really ram it home. <laughs> yeah. Can't unhear it now. Well, if we play it one more time, we have to pay royalties to Led Zeppelin. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely can't hear it again. Um, funnily enough, we have a few more examples of this from our listeners. Um, I've tried to arrange this in ascending order of uh, tenuousness. Guys, um, uh, let's see what you think. First of all, Dave, this is for you. Tom Roston says it sounds a lot like Eminem, says the name of a former Tottenham legend in the middle of Lose Yourself. Escaping through this hole that is gaping. This world is mine for the taking. Make me king as we move toward. I think that's slightly more tenuous. But <laughs> yeah. I could, he, he's saying Ledley King, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, I, did, I did say it was going to go up in tenuousness, at least. Next up, I've always thought this too, but Rob Stokes has confirmed it. He says, listen to this and tell me the second verse doesn't reference former Oldham striker Frankie Bunn. This is London Grammar's sights. Wonder where <laughs> it is Frankie Bunn, isn't it? Whose name I always get mixed up with Frankie Fielding. He used both England under-21s a lot. Future England goalkeeper Frankie Fielding. Yeah, yeah. What have you done, Frankie Bunn? What have you done? He's got himself sent off with two bookable offences in the space of five minutes. What have you done? <laughs> um, the lyrics, I should say, is my only friend, keep on. But it doesn't sound like that. So, But um, one of those wonderful moments where someone confirms something that you only thought you thought. Um, that that uh, as well, that one is is, is sort of the tempo of it. I can almost hear like that could have been adopted by the Oldham fans on the terrace. <laughs> yes. Yeah, most of these are. Actually, good point there, because a lot of listeners were suggesting songs that could be adapted to include a Premier League footballer's name. Not interested in those. Those yeah. are just silly, you know, quasi-football chants. This is not the point of this. Absolutely Agree. not the point. There was the one I always had, and I was looking at it today, the Republica song, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Is it Drop Dead Gorgeous? Yeah, that was is that the name second of the single, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah and there's... In a lot of the verses, there's the word given. And I remember thinking it was Shea Given, <laughs> Drop Dead Gorgeous. And I just, I love the idea. Good that, looking uh, guy. Yeah, exactly. But that the, the Republica was so taken with a young Shea Given. Mm. I also tried to um, filter out examples where it was literally the same word as the player's name. That's also, that's not the point of this either. So you can't have that. Um, next up, uh, I'm not familiar with this one. This is the Guillemots and Trains to Brazil. But Richard Winton says uh, the opening words are almost certainly the name of a long-serving German manager. Good. Really, really good. good. <laughs> uh, 
Um, some of these are very incidental. I realise um, we are close to the bottom of the barrel here, but I don't care because it's thoroughly entertaining. <laughs> really like this one, Charlie. The opening line of Circle of Life says Adrian Green. Uh, well, you can just hear it, can't you? <laughs> this is a big one, though. This yeah. is. Yeah, this is... Uh, this is well-established, isn't it? Yeah, this is probably the most established one of all Very well-established, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they say it again, just for, for extra emphasis. But yeah, really good. Um, uh, what I did find through further investigation is that um, that opening line is, in fact, the Zulu for This is a Lion, which is a little bit too literal, hmm. I think. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> Cam, I had no clip for this. You'll just have to use your imagination. Cam R four nine three says, "I used to think I predict a riot was actually angled into Reyes, as in crossing a ball in towards <laughs> Jose Antonio Reyes." Absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> why, right. why would he he's do lying, that? isn't he? He didn't. Think that. <laughs> People who say they thought things but didn't really. I mean, you know, thoughts. right era, I suppose, mm. but still angled into Reyes. <laughs> it does work. <laughs> angled. I, you wouldn't use the word, but still, fine. I like it. Um, back into clip territory now. Nick Elliott, Charlie, says, in the Blink-182 song Stockholm Syndrome, there's a lyric along the lines of victim of this that catches the ear of any self-respecting football fan as a, um, well, I suppose we could call him a journeyman wingback now. Contagious Victor Moses. That's yeah. brilliant. Absolutely. Europa yeah. League legend, of course. Yeah, good. Thumbs up for everyone there. Yes, very much a member of our Europa League 11. Controversial member, it should be added. Um, next up, Dave. In Himes the Wire, says Jack Lewis, um, it appears that they suggest a disliking for a Barcelona goalkeeper. And try to change my mind and not intentionally I know it's hard to hear you see it But I can't bear to stay in I just know, know, know <laughs> just don't like him playing out from the back <laughs> he's, he's, o- Always he's, a silicon He's just dodgy man. for me Under a high ball <laughs> Getting into him because he don't like it He don't like it so, uh, Can't bear to stay in Can't bear to stay in <laughs> I just want you to pepper him with shots uh, but yeah, fantastic stuff. Uh, two more for you, I promise. This one came from Simon1927, Ian Woodcock and Dion Byrne, Dave. Drake's Find Your Love, it appears, is actually a song about when you really need special dispensation to sign an emergency goalkeeper. I better find your loving. I better find your heart. I better find your loving. I better find your heart. <laughs> Bit of a tapping, perhaps. It is. That does break your rule, but it works so well Almost. that it really does just sound like you're saying it. Yeah, I just wanted to say special dispensation, to be honest. Yeah. Um, finally, <laughs> uh, um, Tony Tet says at one minute thirty-eight of "Hallucinate" by Dua Lipa. Uh, I'm pretty sure she says the name of a former Tottenham and Arsenal striker. No complaints there. I think we can all agree that that, that fits That's perfectly. That's very good. No, I, I got, Dave, I haven't got Dave, Dave hasn't got it. Former Arsenal and Tottenham striker. Okay, one more go. Listen again. I haven't got it. Also Man City. You're my Adebayor. one, my favourite, my Adebayo. Not, it's not working for me. But Interesting. again, you know, we all have our we all have our kryptonite. Once we just can't get our heads around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is this is like your marrow and Fellaini, isn't it? Um, yeah. Oddly enough, I can see them all. Maybe I'm Neo from the Matrix. I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, fantastic segment. Um, really glad we did that. Uh, thanks for everyone who contributed. Um, I think we should probably pay some royalties to Peter Kay as well as Led Zeppelin, I think, as well. Okay, why? Basically, basically word for word rip-off of one of his most famous sketches. Oh, not again! <laughs> yeah. People have accused us of this in the past and it was bad enough. Oh, this is terrible. Oh, God. Tell me about it afterwards, because this sounds horrendous. Um, sorry to me and sorry to everybody. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Charlie, on Wednesday, it was the 20th anniversary of David Beckham's free kick against Greece. Um, one of, of perfect examples of a goal that you always see on Twitter, but never has the commentary you expect or want. Uh, this is from Gary Bloom, whose commentary, uh, as much as I admire generally, should not be the main commentary for this goal. Beckham could raise the roof here with a goal. I don't believe it. David Beckham scores the goal to take England all the way to the World Cup Finals. Gary Bloom, as many of us will know, he should only really be commentating on Harchester United. That was <laughs> He was the dream team commentator. That was his gig. There are a few telltale signs with this. Him saying, this could raise the roof if mm. it goes in. Mm. Sure enough, it does then raise the roof. I mean, do, does the, do these issues happen because they'll be tweeted out, this will be like the official FA yeah, commentary so. of it or something. Yeah. Can I just say, with this, well, I saw, I can't remember who tweeted, so I won't name shame them, but they tweeted this with, it's 20th of the day since that, in italics, iconic goal so you had the double whammy oh okay and an iconic which mm. is which is saying something yeah i think iconic overrides the italicized that doesn't it what? you certainly don't need both on the on the theme of re-recording commentary charlie after the event it must be a very hard thing to do i you know to to kind of get yourself into the into the moment when you're not really there but what i would say about this gary bloom one where he says i don't believe it I feel like I feel like you should never, never venture into disbelief because that must be the hardest thing to manufacture when mm. you're re-recording some commentary. Yeah, yeah, that and, and it sounds that way, doesn't it? Because mm. it very much does sound like he can. Yes, um, believe it. 
On this note, uh, this is a very notable example, simply because the re-record was, was pretty much exactly the same as the original. We may have played this before on this podcast, but this is um, Tony Adams' iconic that goal against Everton when Arsenal won the title in 1997-98, uh, which Martin Tyler re-recorded for Arsenal's end-of-season DVD, but just basically used the exact same words. Now bold. And it's Tony Adams put through by Steve Ball. Would you believe it? That sums it That's the original. Very good. Here's Steve Bold, and it's Adams put through by Bold. Would you believe it? That sums it all up. Uh, it's, it, the, would you believe, it's the would you believe it that's actually the worst second time round, isn't it? it? Just doesn't have that raw, the, the crackle of the voice nearly breaking. This reminds me of when you copy someone's homework and you have to make it ever so slightly different to avoid plagiarism and detection so it sounds as though he's tired of like oh, I can't but in this exactly case he's the same words in this case yeah, I mean, he's, he's copying, copying his own homework which he i is. feel like must be massively unfulfilling he is but he there is there some was there some agreement that they you couldn't have it completely <laughs> verbatim the same as know. existing commentary i don't because it so. sounds like he's aware he has to make it ever so slightly different i just think he really liked the line and wanted to use it again um, as he should and, and tried great. to do it from memory that's what I'm going with and kind of <laughs> just didn't get it right but no clip for this one but I like the story nonetheless Adam Widgington writes in and says once got a free DVD in a paper years ago maybe around 2005 with a couple of goals on it one included the famous Rooney announcing himself versus Arsenal goal obviously the cheaply produced DVD didn't have the original remember the name Wayne Rooney commentary on uh, that we all know instead it was re-recorded with you won't forget this boy's name in a hurry it's Wayne Rooney <laughs> that is yeah not good he hasn't specified whether it was actually Tilsley who said the re-record, but I'm assuming not. In which case, that is scandalous, isn't it? That is plagiarism. <laughs> More on uh, re-recorded commentary um, scandals. Patch JS. We're familiar with this one, of course, Charlie. This is Robert Perez against Villa in 2002. The re-recorded Tyler commentary uh, does not include the sorry I'm applauding from Andy Gray, which is cultural vandalism, he says. Youngberg. Trying to get back against Perez, who's left him and left Schmeichel. That is an outstanding goal from a magnificent. You can't buy that. <laughs> they don't come in packets. Yeah. <laughs> you need that. Well, but what's so weird about this is you talk to any commentator and they'll say, never rehearse your lines, you know, that doesn't work, it has to be spontaneous, sort of this. So it must be quite odd and counterintuitive for them to completely go against that with this sort of thing. What I would say about this one, Dave, is that in the realm of commentary re-records, this sounds quite natural, sounds quite live. It sounds quite good, this one. Yeah. I would no, never have does, known if I didn't know the original. It does sound good. I think Tyler's probably one of the better ones at doing the re-records. Yeah. Okay, this is perhaps um, the lesser-known zenith of this subgenre. Dennis Bergkamp versus Argentina. In 1998, um, we all know the Barry Davis iconic commentary. I'm not even going to bother playing it to you. I'm going to start with Peter Drury's attempt. I've never heard this before. Long ball played towards Bergkamp. Bergkamp's come inside and Bergkamp has scored a sublime goal, a solid goal, but only he can score. Yeah, a little, mm. little, little bit too knowing, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. But also, I think the way it kind of tails off at the end just doesn't give it the kind of um, significance that it needed. It just sounded like sort of uh, the third goal in a midweek 3-0 Premier League win. <laughs> yeah, and there's just... 
I think this this is true of all of these examples. But it's like if Tyler if Tyler re-recorded the Aguero goal, like the the power of some of these goals is you can hear them thinking, mm. "What am I going to say next?" They're taking in the moment as well as you are. Whereas when it's just done again, they know what's coming. Very, very, very good point. Because of course there is an alternative Barry Davis commentary for the Dennis Bergkamp goal against Argentina in 1998. This is of course from the classic YouTube video, "All the Goals for France 98." which is, I think, the absolute textbook for re-recorded commentary. Let's hear Barry Davis version two. I owned this video. Good. Long ball from Frank De Boer, seeking out Dennis Bergkamp. Oh, that's brilliant! Oh, that's wonderful! That is a magnificent goal! And it's taken Holland into the next round for sure. Brilliant play by Dennis Bergkamp. Actually, do you know what? The more that goes on, Dave, the more I actually like it and think that it would have worked live. It is good. I mean, yeah, it's a really good re-record. It's a valiant effort. But again, it's just... And it's because we know it as well. Because we know what the best version sounds like. But there's just that missing extra little bit of intangible gold. Mm. On this particular video, your final example of re-recorded commentary, it, it appears to me that Barry Davis was a lot more up for the Bergkamp one than he was for Spain versus Bulgaria earlier in the tournament. <laughs> Two Spanish players in attacking positions. Kiko! Oh, how many deflections there! Off the crossbar, off the goalkeeper, off the defender. That belonged in an amusement arcade. Pinball stuff. <laughs> Genuinely That's, could be from a computer game. Oh Yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing. It sounds very FIFA or Pro. <laughs> that could have been from an amusement arcade. He definitely wouldn't have said that mid-game. He definitely would not have done. No. Agreed. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of our audio-heavy episode of Football Clichés. Hope you all enjoyed. Thanks to you, Dave, for joining us. Thank you. Thanks to you, Charlie, for joining us too. Thank you, Adam. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you next time. I better find your heart. The Athletic. <laughs>